0: Welcome back to another week of the Refresh Moms podcast. My name is Deanna Mason. I am your host and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay. So I'm still on a podcast hiatus and this week I am republishing an episode that I did with my other former co host her name is Kelly Reese. So, um my first co-host was Kelly Capriati Burton and my second co-host was Kelly Reese of Ministry of Mothering and we did a um, chat on dear mama please stop neglecting your emotions. So, at the time that we recorded this Kelly was posting on her Instagram a series of videos called dear mama please stop and then she would have a certain thing that she wanted them to stop. And I thought Um, One of the topics that she discussed was just really, really important to capture in podcast format, which is stop neglecting our emotions because I think we as women, we as women leaders, many times we are in spaces where we are seen as weak or weaker because we tend to emote more passionately, more frequently than our male counterparts. And in a way that suppresses our godly makeup. The creativity that God put into us as women included our ability to feel deeply for many of us, right? It included our ability to express what was going on inside of us through our emotions. And when you're in leadership, sometimes that expression is challenged, which trains us how to hide our emotions and how we feel in our preferences, in order to not rock the boat, right? In order to not make waves, in order to, in some cases, be seen as more masculine in our leadership. And so this episode is just an invitation for you to stop neglecting the way that you feel, the things that you need, the preferences that you have, the boundaries that you need to set. It is okay to have emotions because God has created you to have them. He has emotions he feels. And we've been fashioned and shaped according to his image. Yes. So emotions are a good thing. And what we're hoping to do is to nurture that side of your leadership as a woman and as a mom in order to create more acceptance, um, self-acceptance in regards to the things that you're feeling on a day, daily and weekly basis. So I'm really excited to um, share this with you guys. Some of you may have listened to it before. It is most definitely worth a second listen. So many great nuggets and Kelly just shines light on so many beautiful things. And I'm just excited to reshare it with you. So I'm going to stop talking. And without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Dear Mama, please stop neglecting your emotions listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the moms out there who are leading no matter what capacity you are showing up in leadership, whether you are an entrepreneur or a ministry leader, maybe you are homeschooling right now, or anything in between. However you are leading as a woman and as a mom, I want to help you consistently nurture your faith enjoy consistent opportunities for rest and if you happen to be a business owner generate consistent revenue I'm Deanna Mason your host and I'm so glad to have you let's get started okay so maybe we just need to make this a series
1: <laughs> a whole series
0: a whole series because oh, I dear mean, mama. That's what you yeah you did it on your socials maybe we just need to make it a podcast series dear mama please stop yeah. This is our second episode on the topic. And today we're talking about dear mama, please stop
1: neglecting emotions. Deanna, this yeah. one is hard for me because yeah. I'm the emotion neglector. <laughs> that's the, that's a word. Like I will drop it and let it go. Um, Tell myself I'm okay. I will start. I don't take good care of my emotions. I, I simply don't. I'm gonna deal with a situation, but I don't always handle my emotions correctly. And right now, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I'm this lump in my throat that's even happening right now. I'm like, no, then I'm, then I'm saying, why am I saying no? So, anyway, yeah, let, let's, ugh, yeah,
0: it is emotions. a hard one. <laughs> I'm better. I'm better in my 40s. I'm better. Um, okay. but. I spent a huge part of my adult life um hiding and suppressing them. Mm-hmm. Um now I am a much better validator of them. Okay. I think kids have helped me do that because I want my children to feel validated in the things that they feel. I never forget <laughs> watching a movie. When my children were younger, I'm going to say Kendall was maybe six, five, something like that. And we were watching a movie with extended family. So my aunts and stuff, it was just like a family night and mm-hmm. we were just watching a movie together at my sister's house. And um, in the, it was like a family friendly movie. So the kids were in there. And so in the middle of it, Kendall stands up a little, her little five-year-old power and says, do you mind pausing this? I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, and I say, Sure. She walks out and my aunt looks at me like, why are we pausing a movie for a five-year-old kid? (laughs) You know? And I was like, well, she's enjoying the movie and she doesn't want to miss anything. Would you want it to be paused so you didn't miss anything? You know? And I'm like, just because she's five doesn't mean that she doesn't have a valid expression. Right. Right. And so... I think my children have taught me to extend myself the same grace. I love it. Because these are, you know, these are things that I've, we and Eddie have always fought to make sure they have voices that they Mm -hmm. knew that they could sit at the same table that we sat at. Now at the end of the day, mom and dad are going to be mom and dad, but we need y'all to weigh in. We need to know how you're feeling because that, that impacts how we take the next action with you. Yeah. Because we consider how is this making you feel? Mm-hmm. How um, you know, is this, is this going to put you in a position where you're able to thrive based off of how it's making you feel? You know, so yeah. all of that we we bring it to our parenting. So it's it's helped me be a little bit more grace filled when it <laughs> comes to me. What kind of messages do you think you've received around your emotions, especially As a woman?
1: Uh, one for sure is that there's a certain time of the month where you're just gonna be emotional and things are gonna just, you know, impact you more and you're gonna and that's those that's messages messaging that wasn't directly said, but I've seen it and just kind of heard understatement, like, well, it's my time of the month. So and then Mm. you get this kind of a thing, that for sure. Another one is just the idea that women can fly off the handle, um, all the crying and just in in emotions being really a sign of or just the demonstration of emotion being a sign of lack of control or mm. um, weakness, mm. um, not always necessary. It's not helping to solve the mm-hmm. issue, solve the problem. And for me in my natural being, I'm going to. Solve the problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> ain't got time for that. Um, but for sure that that's something that was always big was watch that, watch those five days in the month. <laughs> okay. And then don't let your emotion don't let your emotions be so loud and just because if you're loud with your emotions, you're out of control and nobody's gonna hear you and your point isn't valid. And so you you keep yourself together. Mm. Um is Man. What I I think that's why Honestly, maybe I just told myself that like, keep it together. So folks can understand.
0: I've been told it verbally. Oh, wow. Yeah. So as an adult, um, I remember working, um, I was working for a church and I was part of the founding team of this church. And then the church had a um, level of leadership called elders. So it was like the mm-hmm. pastors and then there were elders. And so I <clears throat> um, got into a, a kind of a a tiff with one of the elders it really wasn't my tiff it was their tiff with me and they were in the wrong and they they de- they didn't apologize or at least they didn't they didn't sincerely apologize and so the next day at work i was still angry that i was called out for something that I, that wasn't true and you know mm. it, it was you know it came out that you know they were wrong i was right and, but I was still a little touched, you know, the next day. And so I'm in the office and I had a, I shared the space with another one of the elders. Okay. And so they came in the second half of the day and um, I, you know, I came in on the top half of the day. And so when they came in, it happened to be lunchtime. So I was sitting at my desk eating lunch and they came in and I, and when they came in, I said, Hey, do you mind grabbing the phones? you know, while I'm eating lunch. And they were like, sure. And so they asked me how I was. And I said, you know, I'm still feeling a little something about yesterday, you know. And so they go back and they tell the other person that Deanna's so angry she can't even answer phones. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, I was I was trying to take a lunch break. I, I've been working all morning. <laughs> you just happened oh, to come wow. in. And so that's what they told them, you know, okay. Deanna. so and She's sitting in the office so angry she can't even answer the phones. Girl, And so they decided to call an elder meeting and all the elders came into the room and they were like, "Dana, can you come in here? And so I come in a room and I'm like standing in the middle of the room and the one elder that was the wrong one that, you know, that I was ticked off at decides to berate me in front of all of the elders. Right. And she just goes in and I don't even know what, I don't even know, you know, (laughs) I'm like, what is happening right now? And she is just like, it felt like she was trying on purpose to break me, you know, mm. like, and she just kept going in and going in and going in. And I'm just standing there taking it. And I'll see that was Deanna in her um late 20s. Deanna, the 40s would have got with her. No, we, <laughs> we're not doing this. But that was just me, you know. Oh, didn't know, didn't know my value back then, didn't ha- didn't stand in my power back then. But they she went in on me and I just stood there and took it. And the longer she went on,
1: the angrier I got and a tear trickled down. I was going to say when that angry tear comes and then I'm mad because you thinking I'm crying about this, but you don't yes. understand that, that one solo tear. Ain't a good one. No, <laughs> that's that. It's that's like, I am so ticked
0: off right now mm-hmm. and I couldn't say anything. At least I felt like I couldn't. And then she was doing it in front of the whole eldership, yeah. you know? And I'm like, and so one little tear trickled down and, sh- and she said, you will not control this, con- this, this, you will not control this with your crying. You're mm-hmm. not going to use your crying to um, try to take control of this situation. And, you know, and that stood with mm-hmm. me because I'm a natural crier. I cry um, when I'm, I, am i they rarely cry when I'm angry, but that time I did. But I, I think when things touch me, I cry. I just do. And so, but when she said that it, it made me think that I couldn't cry in public. And so I spent years crying privately or going, if I felt like I needed to cry, going to find a room so I can shut the door and cry. Um, Years thinking that that show of emotion was wrong. Cause I was like, I don't want anybody to ever think that I'm trying to manipulate the situation Mm -hmm. because of these fears. So I would go hide. And it wasn't until once again, God using my kids. Um, I had kids And my son is just as sensitive as far as showing emotion with the tears. My son was like that. And when he was young and this was happening, I remember thinking, oh, I got to get this out of him. He can't do this. You know, he's got a man up. He can't, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what those are messages that were told me. Right. And so. I um, was in the doctor's office with both my kids. My son was seven, Kendall's five, and she's getting immunizations, okay? Kendall has no memory of shots. So she's not scared of these shots. She's just like, let's go ahead, let's get these shots. And so the nurse comes in, she's got four shots that Kendall has to get. And first shot, no problem. Second shot, OMG. It hurt her so bad. Mm -hmm. And she screams, she hollers. And she was like, you ain't sticking another needle on my arm. And so we had two more shots to get through. And Kendall was like, nope. And she fought the nurse. She was like, you're not doing that again. I won't prepare for that. And so I literally had to physically hold this child down Mm -hmm. in order to, like my whole body had to hold her down in order to keep her from flailing and kicking so that nurse can get those second two shots. And Kendall is screaming and crying to the top of her lungs. Just, oh, it was such a scene. Finally, the nurse gets the second shot in, you know, the fourth shot in, and she walks out of the room. And I'm Kendall's like, head is in my chest. She's sobbing, and I'm just calming her down. It's over, baby. It's um, over. You did it, you know. And so it's just like, I'm zoned in on this child because that was very traumatic for her. I mean, to this day, if you ever ask about those shots, she's going to tell you about them five year old shots. It was traumatic. And so I got calmed her down. We're good. About to get Kendall off the table. And I turn around and I see my son sitting in a chair with tears,
1: mm-hmm. just
0: tears. Crying for what he felt for his sister. Mm. And God spoke to me. He said, I created this boy just like I created you. Mm. And if it's not wrong for him, it's not wrong for you. And that's when God started peeling that away from my heart because he allowed me to see that my son's sensitivity and the response to the emotion, you know, with the crying was just how God made him. Yeah. And if I can look at that and see that that is just a pure response to the emotion he was feeling, why couldn't I allow myself to feel the same thing? So anyway, that was the turning point um, you know, to changing that narrative yeah. in my head about my emotions in the way that I felt them, in the way that I physically expressed
1: them. You know, Deanna, like with with this narrative and like what you talked about and as I think about just what I've seen, emotions definitely get a bad rap. Like yeah.
0: they
1: they do. And and as I mentioned earlier, we're just more likely to be criticized about our emotions. Mm. And just emotions are just made to be the bad thing and and they're really not is how we it's how we deal with it. And like the heart behind this, dear mama, please stop neglecting your emotions. Um, I just think we just have to take care of them. Cause when you think about neglecting something, I, I think of just leaving it on the shelf, mm. not giving it life. Um, and, and just not giving it the attention that it needs or the mm. nurture that it needs. And so dear mama, please stop neglecting your emotions. It doesn't mean dear mama, please start letting your emotions control you. Mm-hmm. But in the same way that I don't neglect my children, yeah. you know, I, I don't just leave them on a the shelf to fend for themselves and to figure things out. Um, I, I care for them. We need to do the same. Uh, we need to do the same with our emotions. Um, what it can often look like when we neglect emotions, I, I just put words to it. I think about um, avoiding the emotions altogether. Mm-hmm. I think about apologizing for emotions, you know, just, I'm sorry about that emotion Um, instead of dealing with the situation that happens. I think about excusing the emotions. Mm -hmm. So even just making excuses for it, or even we can neglect our emotions by just soaking in the emotion or just Mm -hmm. sitting in it and not dealing with the actual situation or the sign that it's pointing to, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying neglecting that emotion, but in the, in the sense, just basically not caring for it mm-hmm. and letting it do what it's designed to do. Emotions are, they're sensors, they're signs. They they point us to, hey, something's not right. Yes. You know, and if- Or something
0: if, is absolutely right. Right.
1: Yeah. They yeah, can go it, either way, right? Exactly. Something. How about something, this situation needs to be fixed. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it, they're supposed to be pointers. They're there they're for a reason. There are times, especially now where the Lord is reminding me I made you like that. The same way you talked about your son. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Lord, if you wanted, you could have created us with everything, the intellect, all of that. And you could have just left out the emotional part and we could be intellectual beings. But you so carefully crafted our emotions in as well. So there's a special place for them. You know, so it's just knowing that that they're there not to, I'm going to keep saying, they're not there to direct what we do, but they are there to point us toward something that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, you
0: know, and- or and then the thing about it, if we've been made in God's image, it makes me think that He's a feeling God. Oh, yeah, He has put <laughs> the emotions in us because of what He feels. Mm. And I think you can see that even through the Word. Absolutely. You can see that with Jesus, you know, just because He's God doesn't mean that He is not a being that feels. Right. And I don't think he would have put them in us if it didn't reflect who he was as well. I think God gets angry. I think God gets, feels joy. I think God, um, um, has, feels happiness, you know, all of those things say, that we, we, we feel, see in scripture.
1: Yes, we absolutely see that. Yeah. We see all those parts of them. We even see where, in where the scripture says not to grieve or make sad the Holy Spirit. So we see that, 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 that part of. Um, who God is is there as well. We definitely see Christ in his in his anger and in his sadness and in his frustration um, in dealing with the Pharisees or dealing with um, when Lazarus died and just yeah. there at the tomb when it says Jesus wept, and we think about the tears he wept, but really the the uh, Greek behind that is the frustration he felt because of their lack of faith.
0: Yeah, so there
1: was a there was an emotional expression of an inward something that mm-hmm. was going on. I'm like, if Jesus himself <laughs> could mm-hmm. weep whether it was from sadness or frustration, then my goodness, Lord, yeah. give me the freedom to do yeah. so without guilt, yeah, you know, to, to not, to not feel, um to not feel guilty about it. So, but yeah, so those are just ways that we can neglect our emotions. I, I talk a lot about not being controlled by emotions because that's just, I mean, it's easy to, to <laughs> allow how you feel to control what you do, but, What I'm learning for me, and this is why this one is just really personal to me, is that the way that I neglect my emotions is that I don't even deal with it. Like Uh I, if there's a situation that is causing an emotional response from me, I deal, I go straight to the situation. I'm like, what is true? Which is great, like you should do that. You know, what is true? um, What needs to happen? And then I go for it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that when I don't, when I don't deal with how I'm actually feeling about it, then it comes down other places. Yeah, it comes down other ways. That usually is not even tied to the situation mm-hmm. that I'm feeling it toward. You know, it's like it's those times where I find myself going off about that sock that's on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, I'm upset about these socks on the floor. But really, it's like, Kelly, you're frustrated about your. Insert situation. Insert the situation. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really about the socks. Yeah, we definitely need to pick up the socks, but did I really need to do all that? You know, so it's like it's coming. It's going to come out other places. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out other ways. But that is something where, listen, when when Ken got into his accident, yeah. his trucking accident, you know, I get the, I get this call at one o'clock in the morning, and it's him calling. So I hear that he is fine, but I also hear they're on their way to his hospital in a not in our city, just in a nearby city, and that. He would call me and i get updated when we get there. It's one o'clock in the morning. I cannot wake all my children up and take them. It's a school night. Take them over to my parents' house or anything like that. So I called my parents and I was just like, hey, here's what's going on. So they're coming over to my house. So my mom is going to just sit with the kids and my dad is going to ride with me out of town Mm -hmm. to go with Ken. And my parents live five minutes from me, okay? (laughs) In that time where I called them and told them what was going on, um, I got off the phone and I picked up my phone and started scrolling social media. Mm-hmm. And as clear as day, the Lord was like, no, ma'am, mm. you are going to feel this. It was like, I did not want to feel, I did not want to feel, I was so scared and I didn't know what was going on. And I had all these I'm thankful that Ken was alive, but I'm like, what kind of condition is he in? Like my heart was racing everywhere. And will the kids stay asleep? And will, will I be back in time before them wake up? Or are they going to get to, my head was everywhere. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to feel all the stuff I was feeling. So I just said, hmm, I'll just scroll. That is crazy. My whole husband <laughs> was in an accident. And a serious one it was a serious one. It was an absolute serious one. So serious that when the first responders arrived, they were looking for him because they did not, he was walking around. They're looking for quote, someone to peel off the pavement. Mm -hmm. There was one of the responders said, I've been doing this thing for 10 years. We pulled up, I already knew. And so they saw Ken walking in, didn't think that that was him. They're looking. I mean, so this was a serious, Mm -hmm. a serious accident and I couldn't handle what was going on and how I was feeling. I, I dealt with the stuff I needed to do, which was make the calls, get the kids situated, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. But after that, I didn't even want to allow myself to feel that thing. So I was, well, trying to scroll social media until the Lord again Himself stopped me and said, "Girl, stop. Yeah, you're gonna feel it." And and that that moment just it stays in my mind because I've had so many of those moments since. Yeah, stop. And feel this. Yeah. You know, this just hit your family. Stop and feel this. Your job is affected. Stop yeah. and feel it. And there's nothing wrong with feeling it. No. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging how you feel. But the way that I tend to neglect my emotions is I don't stop to feel. Mm-hmm. I just go straight to what needs to be done. Yeah. To the situation. You go
0: right into leadership mode. You go Absolutely. right into what do I, you know, how do I execute what needs to be executed? And I think yeah. moms do that. Um definitely us as entrepreneurs we do that w- women in leadership you, we do that, yeah uh, many times women in leadership, we do that because we are leading alongside men who process emotion completely differently and, they, and you know, I never know when my husband feeling anything because his face stayed the same, no matter if he's happy, sad, angry, he got the <laughs> same look, you know, I know he feels things, but it's like, yeah, I, for me, you know mama's angry, mama's sad, mama's tired, mama's frustrated, mama's happy, mama's joyful, because I wear them. I wear, mm. the, you know, it's very obvious, and not so much with our men counterparts. And so um, I think for the past couple of generations, we've trained ourselves, if not more than that, we've trained ourselves as women yeah. to try to match what the men do, because we're um, doing what we need to do to be recognized as equal leaders. Equal. Um, which to me takes away from the power that we bring in leadership because we're not the same as our men counterparts and God wouldn't have made us the way he did if the way we process emotion wasn't valuable in these positions of leadership. And so we've got to bring them in, but we definitely need to learn how to not be led by them. Right. Because I've been in a number of situations where something has happened in my work or in my personal life and I had to show up somewhere in my business,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I couldn't bring this. I couldn't bring right. The stuff into what I was about to do. Right. So I had to process this or put it somewhere where I knew it was going to be in a good enough position. Yeah.
1: Or I had to reschedule or cancel the whole thing altogether. That listen, now, you know that's my whole story. Because yeah. Because just even there's been a podcast session that I couldn't show up. Right. I wasn't I wasn't there. And one thing I had to do, we're gonna talk about that too. What do we do with the emotions? How do we deal with it? One thing I had to do was say, I'm not there.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I had to admit it. And that was hard because I had a job to do. Mm-hmm. And emotionally I wasn't I wasn't able to carry it out and I just thought that's not an excuse you don't see that as the excused absence checklist emotional <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like but I had to realize that Kelly either you're going to show up halfway and not really be all in or mm-hmm. you can say I'm not there mm-hmm. can we reschedule and yeah. fortunately I have a wonderful partner who <laughs> feels and loves and understands and all that but that it's it that was hard yeah to just say I I'm just not there. It would have came out
0: in the recording.
1: It absolutely would have. It would have came it out in the
0: recording. That's the thing. We, we're not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes out in our, it, it it comes out. It comes out, like you said earlier, in other ways. Mm-hmm. You may like, you may think you're scrolling Facebook, avoiding some, or, you know, scrolling social media, avoiding a feeling, but it's waiting for you. There it it's is. Wait, it's going to show up somewhere. Uh, I just much rather... Be proactive <laughs> instead of it showing up, you know, and me lashing out at my spouse or me showing up, you know, my kids leave a Capri Sun. Yeah, I'm a ninth grader, still drink Capri Sun. I don't understand what's going on with that, but <laughs> he still walk around drinking Capri Suns. he is in high school. <laughs> it's probably a parenting thing, but, <laughs> you know, they are famous for leaving the straw paper randomly around the house. I don't know how straw paper can make it to my bathroom. What? How did this make it from wherever you were into my bathroom floor? Anyway. Yes. Be one of those and just, you know, and get set off. Yes.
1: (laughs) When you just said it, I just started like, "Ah." Mm yeah. Yeah. It's going to come out. It's going to, and I like the way you said it. You were like, you can do that thing to avoid it, but it's going to be waiting on you. It's waiting on you. It is so going to be waiting Mm -hmm. on you. So, what do
0: we do instead? Yeah, so let's empower our listeners. Yeah, and ourselves. Okay, so we have already said it's okay to feel it. Yeah, our emotions. We're validating that it's okay to have them and feel them and experience them one hundred percent. Embrace your emotions. Um, enjoy your emotions. Enjoy that you have them. Yeah. But how do we deal with them? And we're gonna and we're gonna specifically talk about dealing with the ones that are not so feel good. Exactly. I don't think we have problems with joy and happiness and I- I- exhilaration and excitement. <laughs> I don't think we have any of those problems. Right. But it's the sadness and the um, frustration and the anger. It's those things. The disappointment. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. You know, the feelings of rejection. We uh, talked about that before we pushed the court. Just the feeling. You know. How, you know how we feel when we're disappointed. Let down. Those are the ones (laughs) that I think we need to figure out.
1: So what do we do, Kelly? Well, first thing we need to do is we need to make room for them. Mm -hmm. We need to make room for feeling the way we feel. And sometimes that could just mean taking a moment and those ugly cries, um, Look, look for me, it's the shower. Like you get that long shower. I feel like you just get it all out, <laughs> but just really being intentional about making room to just feel it. So what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I uh, definitely am an advocate for making room for them. Mm-hmm. Jesus, be offense. make a room for them. <laughs> when you're feeling something, don't, don't try to keep moving past it. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Um, notice them is what I would say. Notice that you're feeling a certain way. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when we hop on before we start recording, we kind of do a check-in. Yeah. How are you doing? What's going on? And it's not the, oh, I'm fine. No, it's like, let's, let's, if we gotta work through anything before we press record, you know, because like I said, it's gonna come through um, the recording, but this is just even me, Recognizing this as I go through my workday, mm-hmm. it's like noticing what's happening. If something happens that absolutely makes me angry or something happens that fell through. Um, I remember yeah. when I was um, approached to be to come on the coaching team for Marie Forleo, mm-hmm. which didn't happen. And when that email came through um, saying that they were no longer looking to bring on anybody new. I was crushed because I had already made a whole plan.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, "Oh man, when I go when I go coach on Team Leo, I'm a da 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 I'm going to let mm-hmm. that money, I'm going to put that money towards da 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 da. da. And I had a whole plan of action cuz I knew I knew I rocked the inner. I knew I rocked it, but it didn't yeah. happen. I was rejected. Yeah. I they did not bring me on. Yeah. And um that day, it was like, I was trying to keep going. Mm. And I was like, I can't. I got to go sit down somewhere and I got to go process this. I got to go and be okay with this. Or I need to call a friend. You know, it was like, you know, um, that the show. who like, phone a, a friend. Mm-hmm. Phone a friend. You know, whatever it was, I, know, I knew I needed to process the rejection because that's what it felt like. And it was. Yeah. It was a rejection. And so... Instead of trying to be like, oh, you know, what, you know, there was a closed door. God must didn't have that for me. You know, all the things we say. <laughs> yes, true. Still true. The door was closed. Must not have been in the plan. God must right. have something else better. All those little things. I can't I hear that right now. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. I knew it to be true. Yes. But I needed, yeah. and I tried to push through telling me those things until I finally was like, I ain't right. I'm not right. right. I'm disappointed. Right. I'm sad. That was income that I was definitely making plans for. Yeah, um, That was experience and exposure that I was going to eat up, you know? Yeah. And I was like, it didn't happen. I need to be okay with being disappointed. I need to go ahead and um, process through what felt like rejection. Yeah. Right. So that I can, get back on the horse and continue serving and helping and doing the things I was doing for my people. So nice. yes, you got to notice them when you're feeling it. It's okay to pause. Mm. It's, it's just, it's okay to make room to feel and notice them so that they can be dealt with. That's, that's like my main point. Um, give yourself time to understand where they're even coming from.
1: That part. That time piece, we were thinking, as I was thinking earlier to just some narratives that maybe I had been told or had noticed just in my life. And one of the pieces that I realized was critical was the time, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: make room for the emotions, but make it quick. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just like, go ahead and cry, but hurry up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was never told me. So I don't want to put that out there at all, but that was just something that I was just like. When they come, just make it quick. And just Mm -hmm. that idea of time, when you talk about the rejection, you know, Ken had a, there was a job that he was going for that Mm -hmm. was, we were definitely making plans, mental plans for that. And when that didn't happen, I had to wait about two to three days before I could share with the people. We had a small circle who knew about it. I had to wait about two or three days before I could share with them um, that he didn't get that position and because I needed space to process it. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like it was, I was obligated to tell people, no, it it didn't happen, but I was just like, I I can't hear what you just said. I can't hear Mm -hmm. the guy's going to open a window when you close the door. I can't can't hear that right now. I just couldn't. And so I had to take time to process what that meant for him, what that meant for us, what that meant for our family, what that meant for our future. And I had to unapologetically Take that time.
0: Yeah. Okay. To take that time. Like you said, you know, this is not a decision that me and and, um, Ken made just now. We Mm -hmm. actually made this a week or so ago. I'm just now talking about it. And it's, that is completely fine with whatever circumstance emotionally that you're dealing with. It's you don't, just because somebody texts you or DMs you, you don't have to respond. You don't, listen to me. You don't have Too, they don't just because they reached out to you doesn't automatically put a demand on your time and your schedule to respond back to them. Okay, I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm just saying you be good, make sure you're good. And every time somebody sends me a DM or asks me to do something, does not mean that I all of a sudden the weight is on me to have to give. I didn't ask you to DM me in the first place. (laughs) You gonna give me one more extra thing to do, right? And so it's like, I can't talk. I can't. I can't respond back right now. <laughs> Not well. I'm gonna leave I mean, you on scene.
1: I'm, I'm gonna leave like, you on mm-hmm. red. And then when and I'm, I'm ready, be okay, I'm gonna be okay. I mean, and you're gonna see active five minutes ago, and you yep. still gonna wait. <laughs> yep. I'm still gonna wait because I can't do I was gonna say we're gonna do this in a healthy way because one thing that is for sure is that when it comes to dealing with our emotions, we have to do both. We have to feel it and we have to deal then with the situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just go straight to dealing with it and then I gotta apologize for the way I done came yes. at you because I didn't take the time or the space to deal with it. Yeah. So it's it we it, we have to do both. So I really want to make that totally clear as well is that. Feeling the emotion is part of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but for me, it's the part that I easily neglect. Mm-hmm. So I have to be mindful to feel it. The mm-hmm. other part is that we must deal with whatever that emotion is pointing us to. Okay, we have to deal with that thing. Let's you talk know? about
0: dealing with it then. Yeah. So we said making room to feel it. Yeah, making room to notice it. You know, get to yourself, get into your prayer time, get into you know, grab a journal, write it down, whatever it is that you need. um, Notice them, make room for what you're feeling. Let's talk before we um, shut down this episode. How can we now move forward to deal with it?
1: Certainly as believers, we need to for sure take this to the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, in prayer and in, in, in scripture, finding the truth as it relates to what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So make sure our vision is clear, make sure that we have the right perspective and deal with the truth of the matter um, that is actually happening. Okay, so I don't want to neglect what can appear to be obvious as believers, but we have to deal with this um, certainly from before the Lord. Um, I find it helpful for me as a very talkative person Mm -hmm. (laughs) to talk it out, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I, it, it is so important that we're talking to safe people. Yeah. I have an incredible circle um, of who I call they're my sister circle, but they're my safe sister circle. Mm-hmm. And so just sharing and talking freely, knowing that I can just be open and I'm going to get some feedback that is not just going to, you know, be uh, be somebody down my pity party with me, but mm-hmm. someone who's also going to speak truth and speak love, but from mm-hmm. a place of understanding, mm-hmm. from some, you know, a place of empathy, um, but just really Talking things out and making it known, hey, here's a struggle, and that's something. A- another sidebar for me too is that after I've dealt with it, I don't often tell people, so somebody can look at me and think my life is perfect. Mm. But as I begin to expose, here's some painful parts. I'm exposing here's something that doesn't feel so great to me. It makes me vulnerable, and it also um, reminds m- reminds me and others that I am just as human. I'm yeah. not a superwoman, um, but just talking it out um, with with other with other mm-hmm. people as well. How about yeah. You?
0: I like to um, talk out things as well. One of the uh, ways I do that right now is it's not something I always have going on, but right now therapy
1: yeah. has been
0: amazing. And I am a believer of therapy. Um, just bringing, And my therapy sessions are not like, you know, like some people start therapies because, you know, they are dealing with a marriage issue or there's something specific that they want to work through. That's not my scenario. I'm just showing up to talk, you know, and whatever it is that I wanted to, you know, want to talk about, you know, because sometimes I'll hop on with my therapist and I'll be like, I don't even know why I'm hopping on today. She was like, you don't have to have a, you don't Mm. have to have a reason. I love it. I love that. It's just. Let's just talk. You yeah. know, she was like, it doesn't have to be okay, we're gonna do, do some of this type of work today, or we're gonna work on um some trauma recovery today, or we're gonna work on some rejection recovery today. No, it don't have to <laughs> <laughs> but, it yeah. doesn't have to be about any of that. There was one time y'all gonna laugh, but it's really it was really true. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. I spent the first half hour talking about my cat because my cat was When all of this pandemic stuff happened, it happened, and everybody came home. My cat had a problem, my cat was traumatized. (laughs)
1: And what she are y'all would,
0: doing in my space? Every morning she would wake me up. And I was the only one that would get up and deal with her. Like at 3:30 in the morning, she would be outside my door, mewing to the top of her lung. Because she, I don't, she wanted my attention. She wanted to come in the room. Something. And this lasted for three weeks. And every night, this cat was waking me up. Nobody else got up to deal with her. I'm like, Eddie, can you not hear the dog on cat? And so Eddie would get up. And the cat, he would open the door, the cat would run from him. Run from him. Oh, you lay back down. She'll come back. I open the door. She runs in the room. She didn't want him to open the door. She wanted oh, me to open the door. God, so goodness. he was like, she don't even want me, Deanna. She wants you. So I would have to get up and let the cat in. And, and then, like, every time I hopped on Zoom or something, if she was in the room, because she's in the room now, but she's better, she's gotten counseling, but <laughs> she would come. And jump on me like how we're looking at each other now. She would come in the camera shot and jump on me, or you would see her pawing at me from the bottom, trying to get me to give her some attention because she didn't want me to give my attention to whoever oh, it was that was on Zoom. Goodness. It was a thing, and so I literally, <laughs> for thirty minutes, vented about this dang cat waking me up every morning. I was exhausted. I was tired, and you I didn't know how to whole fix it. Born in the middle of the pandemic. Deanna had a baby. (laughs) And my therapist is so funny. She was like, well, let the cat let the cat hop on. Let's talk to the cat. Let's see what's going on with the cat. But she was basically like, Deanna, the cat is probably don't know what to do with y'all because everybody came home and y'all messed up her world. You messed up her rhythm. You messed up her. You know, (laughs) she started counseling me about this dang cat. And sure enough, she it it passed away. Not the cat. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. (laughs) <laughs> the cat is still alive. I'm so sorry. Sure enough, <laughs> she stopped waking me up at 3 30. All right, y'all. So we literally had to pause because we laughed for about 10 minutes. I'm sorry, y'all. So we're coming back to give y'all the last <laughs> to give y'all the last way to deal is to take care of your physical not only just your mental needs yeah. but your physical needs as well. Okay? And you would think that that's not really a how does that help us deal with emotions? Going for a walk, exercising, yes. all those types of things. I'm telling you your body response yeah, to your ability to um I don't even know the science behind it, but when you move your body Your body responds to that emotionally and mentally. Yeah. Okay. So one of my number one ways of decompressing is going for a walk. Same. Just going for a walk. Sometimes I'll put my earbuds in. Sometimes it's just me and my thoughts, me and my prayers. And I just walk. I was walking yesterday and I was walking past this couple. I I, um, passed them twice. And the second time I passed them, they were like, you really look like you were enjoying this walk. (laughs) <laughs> I said, I am. I really needed. I really needed some alone time today. And I, yeah. I don't know if I was smiling. I don't know what I look like, but she was like, You really like look, look like you're enjoying this walk. I said, I am really enjoying this walk. I needed it. But it does something to you, getting out of nature and just, you know, there's something about nature that God intrinsically put in nature to minister to our physical and mental and emotional needs I don't somebody smarter than me can probably break this down I don't right. need
1: down. breakdown right but the point is it, it helps and yes. it matters and I can definitely attest to that as well mm-hmm. just how moving your body and the endorphins I think that's a, one of those endorphins. terms mm-hmm. that's one of the there things. we go you oh, threw one out boom endorphins, endorphins. <laughs> All I know is that I feel better, you yes. know, since I laid my burdens down. Look, yes. It's <laughs> really what, what it is. And so, mm-hmm. we, but that's just a way. And, and then, um, of course, just dealing with whatever situation caused all that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get yourself in a healthy enough place yes. to be able to deal with it. And that yes. is mentally, that is spiritually, that is also physically. Yes, it is. Physically. 100%. Yes. Oh, I
0: promise you you get angry at one of your kids or you get angry at your husband or get angry at anything and you go and work out or you go and take a walk, notice the how you feel differently or notice the clarity and thought. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. On the next step, next action or where you were wrong, where you missed the mark, all yeah. of that happens somewhere in that physical activity. Yeah. You're able, you know, it just, God has made it in a way that it helps clear some of that fog away. And um, I, I just, I'm like, I want to say a hundred percent sure, but I'll say 99% sure that if you were to insert some type of physical activity, when you're feeling some of those not so great emotions Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that once I did this when my mom had a stroke, I walked my tail off. Yeah. Just to process, just, I would go and visit her in the hospital and it didn't, maybe she didn't look great or maybe something, there was a snag in her recovery or something. And, you know, I would feel that the fear, the sadness, the um, uncertainty of her future, all of that. And I would go for a walk. Yeah. (laughs) And if all that walk did was help me connect with the father, help me even resolve the possibility of her passing away. All of that was happening when I removed myself from the actual circumstance and inserted some physical activity. I would go run a track. Yeah. I remember all these things were happening when I was, when my mom had that, had a stroke and it was like, I'm about to go to the hospital, but I'm going to go run two miles. Yeah. Not necessarily to just get my exercise in, but I knew that was going to help me deal with all the stress and emotion that my body was carrying. Let me let some of this go by going to run or whatever it is. So anyway. Ooh, girl,
1: that was a lot. Yeah, (laughs) that was a lot, but you know, I I hope it was helpful. And at the end of the day, I think we all have our stories. We all have experiences. We all have um, things that are, have been in our lives that have taught us and shaped the way we feel about our emotions. So it's just crucial that we just not neglect our emotions period and that we, and that we do both, that we take time to feel it and then um, take time to deal with what it is we're feeling or that situation that's happening. So yeah, I hope, you know, just some, some takeaways just.
0: And I hope you guys feel that much more empowered to um, stand boldly in your emotions Um, and not neglect them, not set them to the side, but let yourself as a woman, as a um, woman of God, um, embrace them Yeah, and let God speak to you through them. All right. You all, thank you for listening. Just to reiterate, the cat is not dead. (laughs) We love you guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review. This helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you. So before you hop off, stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon. All right. Bye for now.